or continue with you tonight on the series, Destroying the Works of the Devil. Now let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we want to teach what is written in the Word of God, not what men are experiencing today, but what the Word says, because if ever we can allow the Word of God to catch fire in our hearts and begin to believe what the Word says and not have enough sense or education to believe it isn't so, we believe that this world can be changed for Jesus Christ. We know that you called us into this life, that we might have life abundantly through Jesus Christ, but you sent us as ambassadors of another kingdom, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, and told us we are to go forth in the name of Jesus Christ our King and to conquer and to take back everything that Satan has conquered and had taken in the Garden of Eden. Now we ask in Jesus' name that you would make this truth real to our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bind the strong man over this church. We come against unbelief and doubt. We come against fear in the name of Jesus. And we ask that you would send your ministering spirits right now to minister to our hearts, to be able to receive this truth, to begin to allow the Spirit of God to excite us about this truth, and then to begin to walk out this truth for the glory of God. In Jesus' name we ask it, and for his sake. Amen. All these things that I've said to you, Satan already knows is truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. And if Jesus said it, and if the Holy Spirit led Paul the Apostle and others to write it, it's absolute truth. Now, whether we believe it or not does not change the fact that it's truth, but it does change the fact whether we're going to be effective in operating at the level God desires for us to operate. Satan knows, first of all, that we do have power and authority given to us by Jesus Christ. Now, I'm talking about every born-again believer have had the power and authority passed on to them by Jesus Christ. And he says, I'm going to come and dwell in you, and I'm going to live my life and let my power flow out through you. An old saint of God once said, and I've said it before, and I believe it's, it's got to change, that Paul talks about us having the power or the dynamite of God within us, and most of us are living firecracker lives. We're not allowing the dynamite of God to break loose out of our lives because we have not gotten this truth down in our heart. Satan knows we have that power and authority, but he's not worried about it unless we begin to use it with faith. With faith, all things are possible. All things are possible to him that believes. These are the different statements that God's Word tells us about, but many times we just think it's got to be for someone else. It can't be for us. Now, James gives us the formula for victory. He said, submit yourselves to God, then what? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He's talking about two aspects of this conflict now. Submitting yourselves to God and resisting Satan. What is our defensive weapon as Christians? The shield of faith. Remember I said that the defensive weapon is that we're to be able to hold up our defensive weapon, the shield of faith, against all the fiery darts of the wicked one? That's our defense. The shield of faith. Now, if we don't have faith, we don't have a shield. If we don't have faith, we're not going to be protected. Now, if you want to be able to overcome the world, you've got to overcome the world with your faith. Now, what you do with that faith determines what happens. And God's Word says that we have a defensive weapon, and that weapon will be just as effective as we will allow it to be, and it's built upon the premise of our faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, God speaking to us and saying, this is true to you, and this is why I have to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let this truth become my truth. Let me be able to reach out by faith and receive this and know that it's for me. When you have brought this truth to me that it's mine, 
I know that that shield of faith is going to operate and it's going to be effective. The first weapon is a defensive weapon, and that's our faith. Now, where did I tell you Satan is going to attack? In your mind. When he comes, he's going to come against every high thing, every imagination he can bring into your mind to cause you to be defeated in your spiritual walk. He's not going to come up and slap you side of the head. He's not going to come up and kick you. He's going to operate here in the mind. And that's why Paul says in Romans 12, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? renewing of your mind. What's going to take place? Up until this time, you have operated through the five senses of the flesh. And when you come into Jesus Christ, suddenly the Spirit of God begins to bring spirit truth to you. And the Spirit of God comes and speaks to your mind. Temptation comes, and the flesh begins to respond, and the Spirit of God says, Thou shalt not. The Word says, Thou shalt not. No temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful, and will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. Satan will come along and say, oh, don't worry about it this time. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to find out. It's all in your mind. And God's Word says that we have to have our minds renewed by getting the Word of God down into our hearts and absolutely demanding that we are going to set a standard for our mind. Whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, holy, of good report, if there be virtue and praise, that's all I'm going to think on, Father. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to refuse every other thought. Now, when you begin to do that, you're going to have a tremendous struggle. Somebody will start to tell a joke, and you'll remember all the livid details of that joke. And you have to say, I renounce that in the name of Jesus, and begin to think of some scripture verse. I'm talking about a warfare. Submit yourself to God and then resist the devil. Now, I don't know where anybody ever got the idea that the Christian walk is going to be an easy walk. God says to us, put on the armor. I can't think of anything to be more miserable than walking around out in the park with armor on if I didn't need it. God tells me that we are in a battle every day and it's going to be in our mind and we have to hold up the shield of faith. Now we've got to have a weapon, though, to fight back if we're going to resist. What's the offensive weapon? The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. We read in Revelation this morning that Jesus was going to come back riding on a white horse with his vesture dipped in blood and across his robe was Lord of Lords and King of Kings and out of his mouth came a what? Two-edged sword that he is going to judge the nation with. What was that two-edged sword? The This? He's going to judge the whole world with this? I said last week, don't just stay close to Jesus and just read the word of Lot. That's not what's going to do it. Let me tell you something. The closer you get to Jesus, the harder the devil's going to fight you. It's the saints of God. It's the, the real warriors of God that are under attack all the time. If you're sitting around saying, Brother Webb, I've been a Christian five years and I've never been in a battle, then you're not even on the battle line. You're not doing anything for the Lord. The devil's not even concerned about you. He's got you off on the sidelines already. You're not even a waterman boy. But if you get close to the Lord and you begin to get into the Word, He's going to come after you and you're going to have to have your armor on to stand. You can't have victory without a battle. And it's got to be aimed at the enemy. It's not just knowing the Word of God. It's knowing how to use the Word of God. You know, I could have a whole collection of guns or a whole collection of swords in my house. But if I never fired one, I'd be in a real problem if I ever needed one, wouldn't I? I could stand and look at them and say, isn't that a beautiful, look at that's an elephant gun over there. And that's my automatic gun for elk and deer and all these other things. And I could go down the line and somebody say, how do they work? I don't know, but boy, I sure love them. They're just wonderful. Aren't they nice? I go and blow the dust off them again. That's just the way a lot of people are today. They'll say, oh boy, I love the word of God. Isn't that beautiful? I've got 32 Bibles in my house and all different translations. Well, what does it mean? Well, I don't know, but they sure are nice to have around. This is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And God says, if we're going to be victorious as believers... First of all, we hold up the shield of faith and resist the enemy in our minds, and then we come back at him with the word of God. Jesus said three times to Satan, 
it is written. And the word of God says Satan left him and fled. Now, if Jesus needed to do that, so do we. Both aspects are very, very essential. Submit and resist. Now, resistance won't work if you're not submitted. How many of you remember the first occasion, I think, in the New Testament, so we have streaking? The first one was when Jesus was captured and they were going to take him away and one of the disciples was there and he reached out and grabbed him and he left his garment behind him and fled without any clothes on. The second streaking occasion in the New Testament were the seven sons of Sceva, Jewish men who went around in deliverance. But let me tell you, they were in the mainstream of resisting. They came against demonic spirits and they screamed and they yelled at them, but they didn't know how to resist them if they came against them. And when they came against them, they wanted to have the same power that Paul the Apostle had. So they started saying, well, Paul uses the name of Jesus. And so they went in and they said, you foul demons, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, whom Paul preaches, come out of them. The demon stopped and looked at them, all seven of them, and said, fellas, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you guys? They didn't have any defense. Next thing they knew... All their fine clothes were in rags on the floor and they fled that house absolutely naked. They were able to resist, but they didn't know anything about the power of God in their lives. They didn't know how to have the authority within them. And so you see, just resistance won't work if you're not submitted to the authority of the one whose name you use. Just submitting to the Lord all the time isn't going to do it either. Every time the devil comes along and knocks you down, just saying, well, Lord, I just submit to you completely. See, what I'm trying to tell you is when James says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, it is a complete package. We had a man come over to our house one day that was working on one of the motorhomes that Jeff was supposed to be cleaning up, and he was fixing some places where electrolysis had happened in the aluminum. He had two chemicals, and he was telling me about the two chemicals. He said, now, if I use this one alone, it's no good whatsoever, and if I use this one alone, it's not any good whatsoever. I can put it on there, it never harden, it would never do any good. But he says, now you watch when I put the two of them together. And as soon as he put the two together, it just got very, very hot. And he says, now I've got about two minutes to get all this in these holes, and it'll firm right up, and it'll be solid, and you'll never be able to tell that anything ever happened to that. The metal will be as good as new. When I looked at that, and then I realized what I've been preaching on, I thought, you know, that's just exactly what James is saying. Resistance by itself isn't going to work. Submission by itself isn't going to work. But when you submit yourself to God and having the Word of God, holding up the shield of faith and resisting with, it is written in the Word of God, we have victory in Jesus Christ. That's the authority that He gives us. It's only when we submit ourselves to God's care and promises for us and we resist the devil, we fight against him, we battle against him with the Word of God that he'll flee. And that word, as I told you last week, means a hastily panicked departure when he knows that you not only have authority, but that you know that you have authority and you stand on it. When you begin to walk in fear, you're defeated because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. But when we use the weapon, even with doubt, Satan's going to laugh at us. Now, that's important to understand, too. There are a lot of people that will go around quoting the Word of God, quoting the Word of God, and Satan says, you don't any more believe that than anybody does. You're not going to make any effect on me. And that's why that truth has got to get down in our spirit. That's for me. That promise is for me, and I'm going to claim it, and I'm going to walk it out. Aim it at Satan, thrust it at him in faith, and the Word of God says he will flee. Faith is a fact, and faith is an act. And every provision requires action on my part. God doesn't say we can just sit by passively and get victory in our Christian walk. To get victory over the power of Satan where he's trying to kill and to steal and to destroy, he says we have to act upon what he has given us in his Word. So... The two things in conclusion is, first of all, submit your whole life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. 
Now, there may be some areas right now, I don't know whether it be lying or temper or nicotine or alcohol or fear or some infirmity or resentment or loneliness or you name it, whatever that area is, you just give it to the Lord completely right now. Lord, I just confess that this has been an area of defeat in my life, but you said in your word that I can have victory in that area of my life. Now, I'm going to quit believing the lies of Satan and believe what you say in your word that you've given me power and you've given me authority even in that area of my life. And I'm going to begin to confess victory in that area of my life and I'm going to begin to ask you to help me to put up a shield of faith in my mind against every other lie of Satan that says I can't have victory in that area because if you said it is true and I'm going to walk in victory in that area. Submission, total submission to that area, totally to Jesus Christ. And then direct the sword of the Spirit against the enemy when he comes to tell you in your mind that you're not going to have victory, that it's not going to work, that it's foolishness, that you're not spiritual enough. You tell him that this time you mean it and you know the Word of God is God's Word by which he's going to judge the nation someday and it's yours to have as a weapon today. And it is written in the Word of God, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It's written there and I believe it and I'm going to walk in it. I just feel very badly that many of us as Christians are walking around with a hydrogen bomb in us, firing off little lady fingers each day, just trying to survive. And Jesus said to us emphatically, you have the power to destroy the works of the devil as individual. That was encouraging this past week. Somebody in the body here received a phone call because of someone having an affliction. He said, God just laid on my heart to pray for them. And they said, well, now be sure and have the whole church pray. He said, well, now the pastor told me that I didn't have to have the pastor pray for this thing, that we are the church, I am the church, and that I can pray in faith believing, and I'm going to pray right now for you, and I'm going to believe that God's going to bring healing. I said, well, praise God. It's getting through. You and I are the church. Individually, we're the church. And if we're the church, we're to be a victorious church without blemish and without spot. Every day being able to know that we are crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live, yet not us, but the Almighty Christ lives in us. And the life that you now see manifested in the flesh, we're living by the faith of God in us. I don't know of any condition greater than that to bring victory. Submitting ourselves to God, resisting the devil, not allowing the enemy to control the thoughts of our minds, but cause our mind to think those things that are true. If the devil told it to you, you can mark it down, it's a lie. If he says something that's contrary to the word of God, it's a lie. And you can tell him, Satan, you're a bald-faced liar. And I don't receive that in the name of Jesus because it is written. You say, well, Brother Webb, I don't know what's written. Then find out. Get yourself a concordance. Find out what subject you're having problems with. Get that Knaves Topical Bible over. Go down and read every one of those verses. And when the Lord speaks to you from one of them, gives you some faith, write it out, put it on a card, stick it in your pocket. And when Satan comes, say, just a minute, Satan, I'll get you. Hold on. And you pull that out and you read it to him if you don't have it memorized. He'll say, ha, ha, you're reading. He'll say, that's all right. The word of God says faith cometh by hearing. And I'm going to read it out loud and I'm going to get stronger in my faith. I'm going to get you yet. You're not going to get victory over me. You say, somebody think I'm crazy. Jesus said we're going to be crazy as far as the world's concerned. But I'll tell you one thing, it can give you victory. And I'd rather have victory, I don't care what anyone says. You and I can destroy the works of the devil. It's time for us to quit just saying, now, Father, remember such and such. Father, remember this. Jesus, remember this. It's time to begin to set the battle lines and say, now, Satan, you've gone far enough. You're a liar. And the word of God says by the stripes of Jesus, these were healed. And we claim it and we command you in Jesus' name to back off. Do you have any understanding at all what could happen, how this whole area could be shaken for Jesus Christ if we put on our armor and begin to stand and do what we're talking about here, destroy the works of Satan? Now, some people are believing the lies of Satan. 
If we believe God, He can move mountains for us. You mountain, get out of the way and get over there in the sea. We just have to quit having a grasshopper complex. We're king's kids. And let's quit believing the lies of Satan. And the world couldn't care less if we're never going to do anything exciting that doesn't seem possible. It's about the time they start seeing miracles. They're going to say, you know something? They must be plugged in somewhere. Glory to God. Will you bow your heads for a moment right now and deal with whatever area it is that God's shown you tonight that Satan's had victory in your life where he's defeated you? Deal with it right now. Call it by its right name and begin to declare that you are more than a conqueror through Christ in that area and Satan's not going to continue to defeat you in that area. Now stand up and put your shoulders back. I mean, spiritually, just stand up and put your shoulders back and say, Satan, you're not going to win in this. I'm going to have victory because it's written in the Word of God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm more than conquerors through him that loved me and gave himself for me.